All right, people, what is up? It is Brandon Calloway here. I am your host, and welcome back to another episode of Black Comic Creators. Um, we're doing something a little bit different this week. I was recently reached out to by a friend of mine, a guy named Brett. Um, he has a podcast on Indie Comics Dispatch, and he wanted to talk to me about my project of Black Spartans. Um, there's another guy who has a project called Conquer Crowns. Uh, so David was was on there from Limelight Comics. And so this week, I actually have a conversation that I had with Brett and David from his podcast on Indie Comics Dispatch. So it was a real cool conversation. I had a whole lot of fun talking to both of those guys. And I wanted to have you guys hear the the conversation that we had. So David also has a Kickstarter that's live. So as soon as you get finished listening to this, definitely go and, and support support the man on Kickstarter. Uh, and Black Spartans is also live on Kickstarter right now. Chapter two is on there. So I'm not going to take up too much time. Let's go ahead and get in to this episode. We had a whole lot of fun just talking about indie comics and talking about the business. So Hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode this week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode from another black comic creator. Hey, everybody. This is Brett with Indie Comics Dispatch and broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep within the Milky Way galaxy. This is broadcast from the Dispatch. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Thursday night with broadcast from the dispatch. I am Brett. I'm your host this evening. And I got to apologize. Uh, we had some not, not expected scheduling conflicts, but we weren't here last week uh, with Subsume Media because just some unexpected scheduling conflicts came up. We did our best to try to work it out and it just didn't happen. So I'm sorry. Um, we did have a live schedule for last week and it just didn't happen. Um, but we're going to get Subsume Media uh, rescheduled and uh, back on sometime soon, as soon as we can, because we got a pretty full schedule for like the rest of the year. But we're going to try to work Subsume in in um, December. So um, check Subsume out, though, uh, if, you, if you don't know anything about their stuff. They got some really cool stuff. Um, and really awesome projects, not just comics too. They do other stuff. And so check them out. Really cool company, some really cool people. And we'll have them back on uh, soon, real soon. Um, then this tonight, we were going to have a totally different guest on too, uh, but we had a kind of reshuffle and I had somebody pop up in my inbox. It never hurts reaching out, right? Somebody popped up in my inbox, uh, David, and was like, hey, any chance I can be on your show? And I was like, 
and they were pretty booked. And then I got this message saying that our guest for this week wasn't going to be able to do it. And so we have a completely different show. And I love it because I've loved Brandon Calloway's books. Um, he writes a uh, black Spartan manga. And then David Green has a book that he's described as uh, as black Amazons. Uh, that's not the name, but that's that's how he describes it. So we'll get them on in just a second. Um, I got to say, I'm exhausted. Um, we just finished a, a wingless comics, a Kickstarter and that was the most draggingest Kickstarter ever. So I'm anxious to sue, to talk to these guys too, who both have active Kickstarters. We'll drop those links uh, in the comment sections in just a little bit. Um, anyway, without any further ado, let's get to tonight's guests. Um, first up, just because in alphabetical order, his name comes first. Brandon Calloway is the writer and creator of Black Spartans. He describes himself as a huge anime fan. He's also the CEO of a nonprofit in Kansas City that fights for racial equality. Brandon, welcome. Hey, what's up, Brett? Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. And this is your first time on the on broadcast, but you took place in a indie comic Throwdown before. Yeah. Um, and so you're you're in the ICD family, as it were, because you've been on before. So welcome officially, though, to broadcast. I love having you here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for having me. I had a I had a blast uh, with with Brian and Michael in the in the uh, when we did the chat and draw for the indie comic throwdown. And so so happy to be here talking to you and, and talk a little bit about Black Spartans and and yeah. to, uh, you know talk about about the Black Amazons as well. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think this is going to be a really fun show. Um, and then the, the reason we're here, really, because he he reached out and it worked, right? Yeah. David Green is a creator at Limelight Comics who wrote The Captivating okay. Light. He also owns two tech startup companies, and he is now writing the series Conquered Crowns. David, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, first, I want to say that is an awesome intro. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> and second, I like hard, to say... Man. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I was like, wow, wow. Um, and second, I would like to say thank you for uh, having me on the show. And everything seemed to line up because first it went from, like you said, you weren't sure who was going to be on the show to exactly both uh, Brandon and I lining up um, to be on the show. So. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I just love it when things line up like that, because um, I've been watching Brandon's book since um, he's been he was on the Indie Comic Throwdown. I thought, man, we, we got to figure out a time with like a theme that this just fits to get him on. And then you reached out and then my other guests canceled. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> it's amazing. Quentin Rushing. I just got back from a Comic-Con covering it for Indie Comics Dispatch. Uh, he said, good evening, everyone. Good evening, Quentin. Um, <laughs> If you're out there watching this, um, you know, we take questions. We're going to dig in in a minute here, but feel free to drop questions whenever you want. We try to keep the show to about an hour because um, that's better for the podcast listeners. But hey, um, uh, drop your questions and we'll get to as many as we can. Um, and I'm going to start off with just saying, gentlemen, welcome again. And first and foremost, what's your origin story? How did you become a comic creator? David, since you were last on the screen, we'll let you start. Okay, so um, I've read comics in my uh, my youth, and um, over the years, I didn't really read comics again until basically maybe some years ago. So I, I've um, taken a long hiatus in reading comics from childhood to adulthood, and I'm just now getting back into it uh, more so with indie comics. Mm. Uh, and so that's kind of been my origin of of getting into the comic scene. Um, yeah. I love that. I love it. I took a similar hiatus too, like reading comics as a kid, 
and then somewhere mm -hmm. somewhere in high school kind of dropped off um mm -hmm. and then took a hiatus had kids got married and then got back into it and i love that i love that that we that comics is one right. of those things that you can find your back way back into at any age i feel like right but what's funny is i read the comics when i was younger then i that hiatus mm -hmm. that time period i drew um i used to draw all the way up until high school and then mm -hmm. i stopped and so now it's like i wish i had kept it going because now yeah. it's a patient one to do it <laughs> <laughs> and that's the hard part yeah <laughs> right so brandon what's your origin story yeah so i mean i i, I uh I read a little bit of comics when, when I was younger, but I didn't really get into it. I'm, I'm in my early 30s now, so I ain't, didn't get into it until like late 20s. Uh, mm -hmm. And but the whole time, I mean, I've been you know huge fan of just like the Marvel, DC, but really of, of anime, right? Like I'm a huge, huge a anime fan. Love One Piece, uh, the Yu Yu Hakusho, just like all all of the all the traditional, typical mainstream uh, stuff. Just I'm a Huge, huge anime fan, and uh, and then and that got me into to uh, manga, uh, specifically like you know I I I couldn't wait for one. I mean, One Piece is, is super long if you either one of you know anything about how long One Piece is, and I finally got caught up on it, and I was like, oh man, I really want to know like what's what's going on uh, still. And so so I started reading the manga, and me and my friend one day, I mean, we were just talking about. Uh, how cool it would be if we just like created created our own thing. Uh, and I'm the kind of dude that when I get an idea, like I am, I am on, I'm on that idea. Uh, and so I started looking into it. I was like, man, this is, this is extremely doable, like mm -hmm. extremely, right. extremely doable. Uh, and it, it kind of demystified this whole thing of like, like I can't create, I don't know what I'm doing. And so, uh, uh, from from there, I mean, I just did research, research on, you know, uh, I watched this whole series about how to write a comic, and oh, wow. then did all this, you know, backstory building. So it took me about two years to get to get it, you know, where I really uh, where I really wanted it. But I mean, the that's the longer version. But the short version is that you know, me and my buddy was talking about it, and I just I dove in and figured figured out figured out how to how to do it. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, so you both of you learning how to how to make comics, and we'll talk a little bit about this later too. But what was what was surprising to you? What was the hardest part that you kind of um, came across when learning to make your own comic? What like what took you by surprise? So I'm a I am a really like procedural person, mm -hmm. and I'm, I was like, oh, there's, there's so many people out there creating comics. There has to be like a you know how to kind of kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when you start diving into and figuring out how, how to do it, like how to write a script and, and like there, there's no real set, like, like there's no real set way mm -hmm. yeah. in, in how to do it. And so that, that kind of, it took me for a surprise uh, and intimidated me a little bit. Cause I'm like, I got to figure out like my own form or way of how to, how to do this thing. Uh, but then it, it kind of alleviated me because it like, there's, just like there's no right way, there's no wrong way, mm -hmm. uh, and so, so I could really come up with a format and a procedure that was comfortable for me, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they worked for my, you know, my brain, my personality and, and, and all that and, and, and go with it. So I just I really expected it to be like, oh, well, you know, do this and this and this and this and this. Uh, <laughs> and it's not, is it? No. no <laughs> Everybody it does their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> David, what surprised you? Um, so uh, I'm, I'm similar to Brandon, uh, my friend, Wayne, well, co-founder Wayman and I of Limelight Comics. We started off you know, watching movies, uh, Marvel movies, and then we started breaking down characters. And we said, it's almost like the what if. And we was like, well, what if, like, you know, you, you took the powers of such and such and you added them there. What, would, what do you think you would get? What, what's his five minutes come up with a backstory? So we started off with, like, little drills and exercises like that. And then we say, just like Brandon, I said, you know what? This, this is doable. I think we can create a character and then our first comic and so then I started getting into looking up how to actually create a comic and like you said there's no one set way and uh, the way my mind thinks is maybe different from the next person so I kind of took bits and pieces a little bit from so many different places and uh, molded it around my thought process um, I think I kind of developed a, a bad habit as well because now I like to pace back and forth while thinking and that's <laughs> where my best ideas come from. So uh, we can't argue with that. I that's take, where your best yeah. ideas come from. Then I mean, it's right. not a bad habit. <laughs> right. Until sometimes when I'm talking on the phone with people or when I'm on meetings like this, it's like, Oh man, you know, I gotta, I, I need to get up and walk for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh want to say hi to Jamal Hardy, who's in the Instagram chat. Eniad, uh, JL Johnson, um, a Born Again Thugs is in the Instagram chat. Um, and then th- this this question came up, and we'll just we'll just jump into it real quick. Actually, I'm going to hold that question um, for just a second, just a second. So first, tell us about your projects, because I'm I'm so interested to hear uh, more about uh, particularly your project, David, since I already know a little bit about Brandon's. But Brandon, I'm I'm always um, interested to go deeper. So, um, David, why don't you start about Conquered Crowns? So Conquered Crowns, uh, it actually originally started with this character that kind of was a spinoff of Aquaman. Uh, And I said, well, let me do my version of Aquaman. And um, I had him in Atlantis. I had him, you might as well say he was like a spin image of Aquaman, but just different and look. And I say, you know what, this is not going to work because he's just going to be known as an Aquaman. Now, don't get me wrong, people will still uh, refer to him as some type of Aquaman, but I changed, I moved him out of Atlantis, moved him to his own underworld city, um, changed, just gave him this real in-depth backstory based off of someone in historical history, I mean, someone in history. Um, Then the Wonder Woman will be dropped. And I said, I I like Wonder Woman. And I wanted to do my take on Amazon. So those two characters end up lining up. And I say, you know what, let me take them out of my main universe with with all the other characters and let them just be a Game of Thrones meets Black Panther type of storyline. And so the question came up of what if seven of the baddest African queens in history were on a team 
an Amazon team. And that's where I went in and pulled out, just researched different uh, seven African queens in history and molded these characters behind these, these different wow. queens. That's really cool. So, so, so there is some history somewhat kind of that, that plays into this. Correct. Yeah. Um, That's really cool. The hist- and, and one of the main things, because when you do historical things, people will be like, that's not right. You know, this is what happened. Yeah. And so I wanted to avoid a lot of those questions mm-hmm. and I made it into a fantasy mm-hmm. and pretty much the stories and different stories, characters, items, elements, and things you can refer back to them in history, like almost like Game of Thrones. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Brandon, tell us a little bit about um, Black Black Spartans manga. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so uh, I I spent a lot of time on world building with Black Spartans because, uh, again, you know, favorite favorite thing is One Piece. Uh, the thing I like like the most about One Piece is that you could take like you could pick up the Straw Hat crew and kind of take them completely out of it, uh, and the the whole story would still would still go on. Like there there's still this whole race to find the One Piece. There's still many different uh, crews that that uh, have some really interesting stories and, and, and interactions. Uh, and so the the way I describe uh, Black Spartans is One Piece beats Bleach meets The Witcher. Uh, and so it's a world full of you know like mythical creatures and monsters and demons, and uh, and then there are these guilds, these groups of people called called hunters, uh, and you know they go from one city to the next city to the next city, uh, and they get paid to handle whatever you know mythical creature is, is plaguing that that city that day. Uh, and so there's a whole network of of hunter guilds. Uh, the the Black Spartans is the is you know our, our main is the main characters. Uh, so Balbino is the captain of the Black Spartans. Uh, he you know is setting out on his journey to build the strongest hunter guild and. Uh, you know, kind of re rebuild the the honor of the Spartan name from his from you know, his his father's death, which his dad was part of you know the of uh, another hunter guild called called the, the Spartans, and so that's kind of where uh, the a little bit of where, where the Black Spartans names come from. Uh, but then the the overarching you know theme is that I got. You know, a race of demon in there called the Oni. You know, the, the, I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, Japanese lore, and so there's the uh, the Oni are, are in there, and they're trying to unite the the you know all of these different types of demon clans to uh, to really overtake the whole society, and you know, say that humans shouldn't be the people to, to or shouldn't be the ones that are really the prevalent race and the demons should be the ones that, that are the are the prevalent race uh and you know i, I haven't said this before so but, but about all, all of the hunters have like a a celestial spirit where they get their power from and balbino's celestial spirit you know the main character is a is a demon is, is a is a, d- a demonic spirit and so uh while he's him and his crew are going through this journey he eventually has to you know make the decision about uh, because he's human, but his celestial spirit power is demonic, uh, and, and so there, there's appeals from both sides, from the humans like, "Hey, you humans, you know, we we don't need the demons to rule," uh, and and then there's appeals from the the uh, demonic side that 
you know, his his uh, celestial spirit that he is intertwined with and is reborn with over and over and over is is, is demonic. And so he really is. You, you, there could be an argument made that that he's not really human. He's he's demonic. Right. So so there there's there's a there's that there's that in there in in there too. So it's a it's a really cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm biased because I wrote it. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool story with, with a little bit of humor, a whole lot of action, uh, and some real, some deep world building that uh, that will you know be it'll take you on a, a, a long ride. I uh, got 200 chapters planned out already. Wow. Uh, that's going to be the question I was going to ask you guys, how how far you have your story planned out. Yeah. 200 yeah. chapters. Wow. Yep. yep. So take take you on a on a, a long, exciting ride to, you know. So it really is a, a long, manga then. Huh? You said what? It really yeah. is a manga because yeah, it's it just really going to go on. It really, <laughs> it really is. It really is a manga. And it's the funny thing, you know, 200, it's like Demon Slayer is like 200 uh chapters and it's, that's not considered long <laughs> at, <laughs> at all at all one piece just i mean just hit uh 1028 oh, wow chapters. wow oh. so so i say one piece is my motivator but really right. I mean, it's, it's nowhere near it's nowhere near that 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 long but that's that's the uh that's the the, the story the real story of uh black spartans that's awesome. I'm going to pull up. Um, I, I kind of scroll through your Kickstarter. I'm pulling up uh, David's right now, too, because one thing I love about both of your projects is the art that you guys have. You both have phenomenal art. Um, David, tell me a little bit about your artist. So um, Mauricio Alvarez is based out of uh, Mexico. I'm not sure where I met him. He just popped up in my inbox. Uh, <laughs> I probably posted on one of the groups that I'm connected to. And I'm glad I met him because he carries out the vision that I really want. Um, I give him a script. Uh, man, I actually, and what I like to do is I like to not only give him a script, I like to, I like having control. So I'll do the panels, the layouts. Um, I'll give a lot of references. And so he'll sketch it, give it to me. And I'll, oh, no, that's not it. I'll print it out. I'll draw over it send it back and that's the result of uh this working relationship between me and him um we've probably been working on it the last two months and we are six pages in um so um and, and just to, and, and, and like uh brandon said i've done some really deep world building on the kickstarter you'll also find the map of where the uh limit are right now and the whole premise behind this chapter one, book one is this chapter one, is they're put under their uh, Nasera village, which you see uh, right next to the Jaka kingdom. The Jaka kingdom put the Nasera village under tribute. And so the king didn't want to comply. I mean, the chief didn't want to comply. And so therefore he was exiled and they were their village was taken over. So these seven women band together um, some who already knew each other, and they decided to go retrieve their chief in order to bring him back and uh, win their village back and turn go from a village to a kingdom. So, very cool. Uh, and Brandon, to give give us a give us a sneak or a, a little bit about your uh, artist, and in particular your colorist, if it's not the same person, because your color is awesome. Yeah, so I actually work with uh, Macchiato Studios. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so, yeah. So, so it's, I mean, it's a whole team of guys. I mean, there, there's a, uh, it's two, two main, two main guys, but there's like they have a whole, whole team of people. So I, I honestly, I don't know the name of the individual <laughs> colors because, like, so the, the these guys, they're so great, you know. I, I cause, like David said, I'm a huge control guy too, uh, and so I, I write out my script panel by panel. You know all of the details uh, in 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 the panel that that I that I want, and I, I shoot it over to them, and they do a good job of making sure. I mean, they before they even get started, they they get back to me and say, "Hey, you know, is this what you meant, or is this what you meant?" Uh, and I realize, like, oh man, I really wasn't clear in in, in that. And, and so, uh, and then they'll you know send it over to me, and most of the time they send it over to me. I'm like, man, that's that's great. That's exactly what I was what, what I was thinking. Or, or I might have one little tweak uh, here here and there, but. Uh, but you know they they send me the storyboards and then they send me the the you know, line art then they send the the uh, the color uh, and then then they do do the do the lettering and so I know I know like they have a few different people like they have different people working on their team that you know will do the coloring and then do do the do the lettering um, so I, I can't I can't say you know exactly who who uh, who it is but. Macchiato Studios yeah, as a whole, they do great stuff. Yeah, they, they yeah. I mean, they, they like they they are uh, small indie guys, but mm-hmm. like they 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 work like a, a big professional uh, studio. So you know, yep. shame. Not I mean, not even a shameless plug for Macchiato. If you got no. a project that you're trying to get that you're trying to bring to life. Uh, Hit hit them, but they they will they will make it. They make it, and not only do they make it happen. Like they, uh, if if they really, if I if I'm, I'm really like, oh no, nah, man, I don't I don't like the way that looked. They they ain't got no problem with you know changing it up and, and making it like. I mean, their goal really is to bring your stuff to life. Uh, I know cool. I sound like I sound like they paid me. <laughs> to come on here. <laughs> yeah. no they they are a top-notch studio they really are we recently did a review of their their main series macchiato on indiecomicsdispatch.com and i mean you just earned such great praise from our reviewer i mean it's they're a great studio yeah yeah they're great yeah, they, got they, a couple go ahead what i'm sorry well, no, i'm just saying they, they are dope yeah Got a couple things on Instagram. Uh, Royal House Comics, hey Royal House, um, uh, comment to Black Spartan is fire. David Green is a super talented creator. Um, and then uh, comment, I'm sorry, I don't pre pre dice freezy. I'm saying that wrong. I, that's I know that's not how you say it. <laughs> But that's okay. Um, it says Aquaman or not, every character that is made is always going to be compared to someone as long as the characteristic and background and personality is unique and his own. That's all that matters. Um, and then Cyclone Studio says pacing while working while writing also works for me. Um, <laughs> and then there's a um, comment earlier. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it anyway. Do you guys use fictional buildings in your comics? What do you mean fictional buildings? I think just like fake buildings. I don't know if they want to. Um, because like all of them. Um, because you guys are, are kind of back in the day, right? I mean, so like probably all your buildings are, are fictional because you're not basing it off of a, a city here and now. I'm assuming. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my yeah, my the my entire world is fictional. Yeah. Um, Brian so, Lambert um, commented, "You suck at saying names, Brett Hillesheim. and I do. He's right at I that actually. Um, why do using my last name, Brian? Like you're my mom. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, David. Go ahead. So, um, 
I do. I what I like to do is I'll research. Um, like in the in the Kickstarter, you'll see that they're in this village, and that's part of the Nox civilization. So what I did, I researched their civilization, what buildings look like, and then I tried to merge something of today and of their civilization. Like um, I laid out a floor plan for the artist hmm. because we're going to be in that in that village for a while, and so we I put a bar under there. Anything that we kind of do today and something that possibly could have happened back then, I merged those two. And so I made like a, like a small inn or a, or a hotel with a bar underneath. But when you talk about like cups and stuff, it's actually a cup from their, their civilization that they made back in the day. Hmm. I love that. I love that actually. Yeah, that does sort of show that pre-thought, that, that foreplaying that you were talking about, that world building to make sure that it's, that's all taken care of before right. you, you go far at all. Um, so you both have campaigns right now. I've dropped both the links in the um, in the comment sections of, of YouTube and Facebook. Um, if you're on um, Instagram, look these gentlemen up. Uh, their, their Instagram profiles, we'll let them shout that out in just a little bit. Um, but I'm sure that you can find their Kickstarter just by searching their projects on Kickstarter to Conquered Crowns or Black Spartans. Um, it'll be very easy. But tell us, tell us about your campaign. What rewards can people score? What are you most excited about offering up as part of this campaign? Um, let's talk Kickstarter for a minute. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll dive in and go first. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I got a, I have a lot of, uh, I feel like I have a, a, I got nine different re reward tiers. Uh, and so everything from just, you know, the basic digital copy of, of the comic all the way to being, you know, a back character uh, or, or like a background character or uh, or getting, getting yourself drawn up as a as, you know, part of part of a hunter guild in, in one of the future one of the future chapters. Uh, but I think the, the thing that I'm most excited about uh, is the the tier where. Uh, where I've, I've partnered with a, a couple of other couple of other creators, uh, and so you know both like yeah, Bold Saga, um, mm -hmm. Boy Beast, and then uh, oh, yeah. Legacy of the View. Uh, yeah. like, all all of, all of those guys, all of those creators, they're, they're they're great guys, and you know we we uh, I talked to them about doing a, a partner thing where you know you, you you can if you back one of their future Kickstarters, you you'll get a copy of Black Spartans. Nice. Uh, and and so. You know, if you back Black Spartans Chapter Two uh, at that at that rewards tier or, or above, uh, then you'll get you know some some of those you'll get those three additional the first chapters of those of those stories as well. Uh, and I I, don't know, I think that's I think that's cool because there's a lot, I mean there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of really really great indie creators making all kinds of stories, uh, and and so you know. At, at that tier, you get you you can see some some uh, some real diverse storytelling, uh, and, and kind of you know, it, it's a it's an affordable tier, and you you can sit down and you know get lost in uh, a couple of hundred pages of of yeah. uh, of some some indie content. Yeah, and I love that too, the, the sharing, because it really adds to, some people are just afraid to back an indie book because they just don't know what they're going to get. And if they just get one 22-page book for like 12 bucks or whatever, like what's the point? Right. Um, but adding those that collaboration between other indie creators and making sure that your backers get lots of content for their, their 12, 15 bucks or whatever is 
it's amazing. That's really cool. And you listed some really cool creators there that people can get. Can get. So I love that. I just got my rewards from Specs um, Kickstarter in the mail yeah, last too. week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> David, uh, t- tell us about your rewards. Yeah, I actually got the Specs book too. Uh, Did you? My brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I took the same path. Um, I think somebody else doing it and I said oh you know why are they doing that and then you know someone explained to me the purpose behind it and so um just then from the just the donation tier um you'll get a bundle of comics and then from in each tier after that you get a different set of uh in other indie comic uh publishers as well um my tiers mainly focus on the the pdf version the physical uh physical comic version of mm-hmm. uh, t-shirts, pens, oh, not pens, t-shirts, posters, um, let's see, what else, uh, stickers, some small things like that. But when you go up higher in tier, there's a uh, special book that I made uh, called uh, the Malaje, which is uh, Arabic for journal. And it's a story of the untold history of the known world uh, Whatever you see now in that book is the untold history of whatever you see in that book. That's really so, cool. Um, with, with the posters, you'll get three different Concord Crown posters. You'll get my, uh, my got my Aquaman, which is called, his name is Tidal, like T-I-D-A-L. Uh, you'll get an Amazon poster, and then you'll get an Arabac uh, Riders poster. Um, that, and that's all in the Kickstarter. And then... In another tier, you have shirt options, which is a Concord Crown design on the shirt. Um, nice. And that design is also in the shirt. Now, in the, um, you get also get a collector's edition box with the front cover printed on it as well. Mm-hmm. And then I made two gold, I mean, I made two uh, tiers for retailers. And in that, they get a um, the tabletop box. And I think about maybe 10 to 25 uh, comics and 50 stickers and stuff like that. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Those retailer tiers can be very helpful, I've, I've noticed, in some campaigns. Some campaigns, no, mm-hmm. nobody picks up on it, but some campaigns, they, they, they do quite well. Um, yeah. So that's amazing. That's really cool. So how's the Kickstarter going? I'll, I'll, I'll say that I've noticed a Kickstarter slowdown among campaigns, whereas like 2020 and early 2021, I mean, you could just put it about just about anything on Kickstarter and it would make a few thousand dollars. And I feel like that time has kind of passed. So what, what are you guys experiencing so far with your launches? Um, I'm experiencing uh, definitely have to continuously post, 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 put in work um, because it's great content. Um, and uh, I'm halfway there, even though I'm trying to raise 2700, I put it at 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah we're, we're halfway to the goal but our goal is actually 27 okay okay brandon yeah uh you know i, I it, it got some really got some really i got some really good su- support at the beginning of it uh and then and, you know part of it is is you know me having to make sure that that again i'm being consistent and getting out there and, and pushing it, pushing it to people. Uh, and so I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit over halfway to my goal. And I actually, I mean, I feel like, uh, I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm getting some pretty, some pretty good support on it. Awesome. Uh, 
I, I also recognize that, you know, like, so I, I mean, I've been in this for, for a year, but I haven't put in, when it comes to audience building, uh, I, I mean, I put in a, a good amount of work when it comes to uh, audience building, but, but still not, not to like, I'm, I haven't done, you know, the, the amount of work that like wingless, uh, ha, has done or ace blade or, uh, or, or concrete. So, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, I don't expect to see the kind of numbers that, that they get on, on some, on some of their, some of their stuff. So, uh, I, I just I, I appreciate any any of the support that I get on it, uh, and I, I, don't know, I, I feel like I feel like this one is going going fairly well. It definitely it's is moving it's moving slower than my first one. Uh, so that so that you know what you said about early twenty two or twenty twenty early twenty twenty one. You know I'm I'm definitely feeling that, but but uh but it's it's, it's move it's moving along and you know yes. I, I I'm. When I launched like six days ago, six seven days ago, yeah. Uh, so, so it's trending in a, in a in a real positive direction for me. Very good, very good. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me for a second. <laughs> Sorry. And you said um, it's chapter two, Brandon, right? Yep, chapter two. Oh. So that's one thing I was going to ask is David, this is your first campaign, right? Uh, well, for this book, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I the just... other two I did uh, the captivating. I did three for captivating light, okay. and they were successful. Um, except for the actually, I did four. The fourth one was not successful, oh, and I did the most work on that one. I had like uh, the video, I had actors and all that stuff. And wow, yeah, we'll relaunch that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what advice for, for the people out there who maybe haven't done a Kickstarter yet as, as people who have have at least more than one under your belts, um, what advice would you give to somebody setting up their first Kickstarter? Ooh. Uh, I mean, I, I said reach out to people, network. Uh, like, I know the, the readers obviously are, are the audience. But other creators uh, are are seem like competition, but it, they they really they really not right. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when when Specs launched his, you know, everybody was supporting him. Uh, like we, we want we want each other to win, uh, and so don't come in and look look at other people doing stuff as like oh man if if uh, you know if if ace blade does good then people ain't gonna have any money to support mine or if, if uh you know if brett does does good then, then people ain't gonna have any money to, to support mine like we we uh the in the indie indie creators really i mean i i have learned we really are in this together uh and at least you know and I, maybe I'm, i could be naive but i really feel the the uh genuineness from everybody that I've connected with, and, and, and really, really want want each other to to succeed. Uh, so reach reach out to other reach out to other creators uh, because that's a that's a it's a good way to help you know get you get you a a, a boost in your audience mm-hmm. early on. David, um, I would say you know definitely uh, Brandon is correct, but we're in it all together, and we should be able to not see each other as uh, competition, but we be able to use each other uh, and collaborate with each other uh, and, and 
you know, we we pretty much can use the same crowds and, and things like that. Um, the other thing I would, the other advice I would give them is, you know, before you go to Kickstarter, make sure that you, you know, you have your P's and Q's straight with your story. And um, they're like just in your world building, your character building, there, there are always like six or seven questions I go through when I'm designing my or building my uh, main characters and uh, things like that. They definitely need to be tight, tightened up before you go to Kickstarter mm -hmm. uh, story-wise. Yeah. Great, great advice, guys. Wonderful advice. If you're out there watching, you're thinking about launching a Kickstarter, pay attention because that was some solid advice right there. Um, so, so looking at indie comics as as a whole right now, um, what is one indie comic trend that you really like? Like for me, um, going back to Kickstarters for a minute, I see more people doing um, number of backers um, to to really stretch goals at, um, and I actually really like that because I think it shows value. Uh, we did it this time with Wingless, and um, I think it shows value for the individual supporting, no matter what dollars they put behind your ca campaign. You know, the fact that um, any anybody can kind of um help you out in that regard it doesn't yeah. matter if you're paying for for 200 cameo or whatever you backed you matter um and i like that people are doing that what are some um some uh trends that you guys see that you really like yeah um, I'm a, one of on, on, on the same thing with quick kickstarter uh i saw one a while ago and it was i think it was dope girl comics mm -hmm. uh and like she did a, a collaborative kickstarter with somebody like it and, yep. and so Crystal even, media right right even yep. for it because like i you know mine is kind of collaborative you know you can get some some other people's digital books uh but those are like books that they've all that they've already had successful kickstarters for and they like they did it was a you know, a tandem Kickstarter, mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen a couple of those. You know, where where they like it's they're they're fully into fully in this. You know, making chapter two of my book and chapter two of of, of this book. Uh, I, I I like I like that idea, and uh, I've been thinking about you know some potential people that that I, I could do that with because you know as far as audience building, you know, you double your chances, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah. You, right. I mean. You you uh, you do you double the amount of money you need. Uh, also, uh, right. like the financial part of that, you know, has to be really 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 solid. Uh, like you can't you can't just throw out a random number because then no. yeah, I hit that number and, and you're like, oh well, I need X amount and I need X. So mm -hmm. so you got you got to be a solid got to be a solid plan. But uh, but I, I I do I do really I really like that strategy. I think it's great for the creators, but I also think it's really great for the uh, the readers and the fans mm -hmm. uh, because. I mean, no, no matter, no matter what, no matter how much somebody loves one project, uh, people always want more content. They want, they yeah. want, they want to find other things that they like as much as they like their favorite thing already. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so yeah, it, it's it's a win for everybody. Yeah, yeah, David. Um, to be honest, I I like the whole Kickstarter uh, thing. Period, because um let's say a creator's on there and he's able to create as many books as he wants. If he wants to do four that year, he can do four that year. But also like Brandon said, that collaboration um, and, and there's room for other opportunities of creating something with other uh, collaborators. Um, like you said, you know, 
chapter two of book two or whatever chapter two book two this in two different separate uh two separate um kickstarters but yet they're still together so mm-hmm. you know I, I love that um and the fact that you you retain it's, it's yours you know yeah. everything is yours the rights everything all that yeah yours. yeah there's been a ton of discussion about that with working for one of the big two lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just leave that alone. Um, <laughs> what is what is a trend that you don't like? Like without calling anybody out, but like what's a trend that you kind of don't like about um, indie comics? Um, i trying to think of one for me, but my mind just totally went blank just now. <laughs> um, I would say it goes back to what I said earlier, not making sure that you fully thought out what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just looks like a campaign was just put together, you know, in a few minutes and something's up there. And yeah. 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 I'll, I'll say, so my, my brain came back to me when you said that, not, not put it like, um, I say this a lot, but it's because people need to hear it. Get an editor, mm-hmm. even if it's just a friend who's good at spotting misspellings or grammar errors. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to necessarily pay; just get a second set of eyes on that script before you get it lettered. Um, right. So, yeah. yeah I, my, like I, I, I told you, I'm real procedural, mm-hmm. and I set up a, a a procedure where you know my my wife is not an anime, not a comic book. She she's not a fan, uh, <laughs> but no matter what. She she reads she has to read all of my scripts, <laughs> and, and uh, she she knows that's the rule because I I need I need her set of eyes and then I got a friend where I got his set of his set of eyes on it before they even go to Macchiato. Uh like that's a yep. that literally literally every every script every every script I write, uh, but I, I can't I mean I don't, I wouldn't call it a huge trend, uh, but I I have I notice. Some creators really don't like comparison. Like so, so when when I when I say uh, you know it's like oh One Piece meets Bleach meets the The Witcher or mm-hmm. uh, and David you you had a you had a, a good one about yours too like Black Panther oh Black Panther and uh, Game of mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes sometimes you'll say stuff like that to people and they're like oh don't 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 do that don't compare yourself to these other things you need to stand out, uh, and I think I think that is a a really short sighted thing to do because when you said Black Panther and Game of Thrones, I said, oh man, yeah. I love both of those. I want yeah. to know more about that. Uh, in in that one in that one short short sentence, so I, I think that I think that there are creators that are uh, unnecessarily handicapping themselves just because they want to like they they want to feel more niche than they are. You know, like oh, my, my stuff is nothing like that, but it kind of is though. So I couldn't <laughs> agree with you more, Brandon. <laughs> and and you're right. Like you, when David said that too, I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. Like that sounds up my alley. And so I do think like the, when you can give somebody a point of comparison, it's not saying your project is exactly like that. Um, right. But it's just gives people a point of comparison for to find something that they like. And so yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, uh, Peta Comics, uh, Peter from Peta Comics says, but what if you hire editors at the, and at the end of the day, I'm assuming there's more coming from there, um, you still see errors. I mean, yeah, then I would totally ask for some money back. Um, yeah, for real. Because totally, that's a business transaction there, and I would, I would, 
I would not stand for it, Peter. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, just saying hi to a couple of people. Headshake uh, is in the Instagram comments, Lionheart series. Um, and and then Pettit's there also uh, dropping some comments saying, hey. Um, Dan Schmidt um, says, what are your thoughts on digital comics versus printed? Um, I have my thoughts. I, I think both are great, but what do you guys prefer? Um, I, I like both of them. I think they complement each other. Um, there's sometimes I like digital. Uh, I can actually zoom in on digital. Mm. I can't do it on the physical product. Like, um, yeah, there's sometimes I just want to zoom in to see more of what's going on. And, you know, I can only hold the book up for so and see it for so much and with the physical. But that's just one thing. I, I love both. I love the feel of the physical. Yeah. Yeah. And the richness and the colors. And, yeah. 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 So uh, I, I've, answering it from the consumer standpoint and then from the business standpoint is, is, a, is a, a little bit a little bit different because uh so like me with my I, I read a lot of manga uh and i read all of that digital because it's just so much uh yeah. of it and i i don't i, I don't want to have a whole another library in my room for for all of all of this stuff that I, that I read so when when it's a lot of content and even you know uh like concrete comics uh mm -hmm. like they 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 got a lot of stuff too like in the in the concrete universe they they got a, they got a lot of stuff uh, and so when, when it's a whole lot of it, I, I like to have it digital, uh, just because it's easier to, you know, storage, storage and, and mm -hmm. space wise. Uh, but if I can get a physical book, I do, uh, because, you know, people, humans, we busy and having that, having that actual physical book there reminds me to read it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that, so, so there, there's, there's that from the, um, from the consumer standpoint so if i can get it physical i prefer it physical if it's a whole bunch of content i gotta get it digital uh but from a creator standpoint you kind of gotta do both i i feel like you do because mm -hmm. if if uh like you, you, uh, there are a lot of people out there that really 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 love those physical copies i mean i i did a i did a little i, I analyzed the uh like 10 or 15 different Kickstarters. And I looked at like, what's the, what is the tier that people bought the most of? What's the tier people bought the least of? Uh, and almost every Kickstarter, the physical copies uh, was, was the tier that pe people got the most of. Mm -hmm. uh, so like people love those physical books. Mm -hmm. uh, but from, from a, you know, business standpoint, like, like you, you have to get the, like you kind of have to get that digital copy to send it to the printer anyway yeah. and so if you can if you have it already and you got like if, if you have it and you're not selling it it's kind of crazy because yeah. there's no uh, production cost for it it's already exactly. produced. yeah it's all profit yeah. uh yep. and, and and then and especially i noticed a lot of people like i use a wix website mm -hmm. uh and so you know I, it's a one-time setup and now, as many I can have a thousand people go and buy it, buy it right now. I don't have to do anything. It just they click pay and the website sends it to them. So mm -hmm. uh, from a creator standpoint, like you got you kind of got to do both. Mm -hmm. um, Dale says, but physical isn't lost when the computer crashes. That's why all mine are stored in the cloud, Dale. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're right. You're right. That was a worry for a long time. Um, 
I, I as a consumer love physical i will i will back every time at a physical level i used to do um digital and it, like you said brandon if it's not sitting there it doesn't call to me to to remind me to read it and right. it just there's so much that i wasn't reading um uh Peta, peter from petacomics says i do you do y'all think uh print will go out in the future i don't and i think um wow. we had comics wellspring on a few weeks back and i mean they're they're doing more and more and more print business so i, I don't see print going anywhere um especially with um comics uh the collectability of comics even indie comics do you guys have any thoughts on that other um just from this point of view my eyes need a rest from the computer a lot mm -hmm. of times because i'm on it so much and mm -hmm. i love that's where the book definitely comes in hand uh, as well yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean for me like, like getting getting that actual physical copy of this thing that you know i kind of i created and put together was yeah. a whole mm -hmm. like that was that was a whole moment uh, and so, so, and I can't imagine that I'm the I'm the only one. So I, I, I don't think that I don't think the physical copies are going out of style or or will stop being produced. No, I totally anytime agree. soon, if if ever. Yeah, and especially with with the speed, I, th I think I think we're going to see more physical sales, particularly from indie comics, with uh, the streaming services right. picking up indie titles to t turn into shows and movies. I think yep. those early physical copies of those indie titles will be extremely collectible, and I think that'll right. fuel the indie indie print market personally. Um, yeah, right. So uh, let's let's switch because we are, believe it or not, I just looked at the clock. We're getting close to an hour, and so this time has just flown by. So let's let's um. Uh, you already gave advice for um, for you maybe first Kickstarter. What about somebody who's out there who hasn't created their comic yet? They're sitting there. They're they they have an idea. What's one piece of actionable advice that you would give to that person? Um, I would like to give them these things right here, and I'll make it quick. Decide whether your story. I mean, decide whether what you're writing is story driven or plot driven, and then answer these six questions. Who are these characters? Um, what do they want? Why do they want it? How do they go about getting it? What stops them? And what are the consequences? And you write the internal and external conflict of those. And that helps for good story building. And you can even do that for your world too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I, I would say create, create an outline and put pen to paper. You know, like I... I uh, and th this worked for me, not, and, you know, so I'm not saying that just because it worked for me, it'll work for everybody, but I, uh, you know, I, I, I gave myself, I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to take this first, you know, three weeks and, uh, or the first four weeks and work on just, just work on world building. And then I'm going to mm -hmm. uh, work on, you know, build it the, this two weeks and build them. Uh, actually, no, I did a magic system first. So work, work this first four weeks, build up my magic system then take this next time, just focus on world building. And then I'm focus on, uh, you know, building out some of the, the, the characters. And so like, like really, really laying that timeline out for, for yourself, uh, it's sticking to it, put, putting pen to paper. Uh, it'll it give, give yourself some, some structure, some accountability. Uh, you know, if you are ahead of schedule, if you're behind schedule, if you're on track, um, and it, 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 it helps you get to the, 
the end goal of actually getting getting it done, get to the, the fun part of actually being able to write the script. Uh, yeah. The whole the whole thing is fun, but when you really when you start writing that script and you know start seeing seeing the characters, that that I love yeah, that. That's, that's some great level. advice right there. Great advice from both yeah. of you guys. Um, and very actionable too, I might say, because so many people just say, you know, just do it, which is true. Like, just stop waiting and do it. But again, th that's why I added that word actionable to this question when I asked creators, because um, just do it doesn't tell people where to start. And both of no. those pieces of advice are great um, for telling people how to start and where to start. I love it. I love it. Um, so who are people that you're following that you think other people should be following? Like, who, who give some shout outs? Um, I follow uh, Avid Comic. Um, a so a so uh, sovereign verse. Yeah. Um. And and I don't want to name. I can't remember everybody's name, but Spex. Uh, yep. Wingless Comics. Um. I just bought a book from uh, Nightfall. And it's a bunch of other stuff I have in my Kickstarter's. Uh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for for me, I'm gonna say Royal House Comics. They they got some dope stuff. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That's going that's gonna be gonna be coming out. They got some some real dope stuff. Uh, Akachi Comics. And so Matt Jones, he got he got Boy Beast with with Akachi Comics. Uh, and that that's that's really dope. Uh, and he got the like he also has uh, goodness, not the last Messiah. The some dang I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, something with Messiah in it. You're talking right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, Matt Jones and Specs, and I, I know I, I said it a lot, but Concrete, like to me, Concrete mm -hmm. is, is like the closest thing to to an indie like Marvel or DC. Mm -hmm. uh, they they up, they moving, and, and that that's that's something I feel like everybody should be on because is is uh, is good quality content. It's a lot of it. Um, and then Macchiato. So I, like not only are, like Macchiato Studios is 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 dope Brian got extraordinary us. messiah. There you go, Brian. <laughs> Shout out to Brian. Uh, but like now, Macchiato Studios are, are dope when it comes to bringing your story to life. But their story, Macchiato, like they got two volumes of it, um, mm -hmm. and I, everybody should read. It's mm -hmm. it's it's dope. It, it is 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 magnificent. Um, very cool. So, so give people where they can find your, let's do this. Let's do a quick elevator pitch for your project. Cause you both have projects on Kickstarter right now and then tell people how to find you. Okay. So what if seven of the baddest African Queens in history were on the team and conquered crowns? and you can find me at limelight comics, um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, even on Kickstarter, limelight comics, Amazon. Yeah. Awesome. That's Brandon. what's up. That's what's up. So Black Spars manga, you know, like I said, it's One Piece meets The Witcher meets Bleach. Uh, world full of monsters, demons, mythical creatures, and these hunter guilds that go from one city to the next to the next to get paid to, you know, deal with whatever creatures is plaguing that, plaguing that city that day. Uh, the Kickstarter is just Black Spars manga chapter two. Uh, you can get other content. So uh, other indie creators on there. I got some some pretty cool posters that you can get on there uh, as, as well. So so wide, wide range of of, uh, of perks, and you can find me on Instagram uh, and Facebook at Black Spartans Manga uh, or on my website BlackSpartansManga.com. 
Awesome. Awesome. Everybody out there, I'm going to drop those links again in the comments section before we get off the show tonight. And so I hope that you will go support if you're listening to this on the podcast. that both of these projects should be still going by the time the podcast is up, unless they cancel them for some reason, and they're not going to because they're well on their way of making goal. Um, and then, um, sorry, I'm copying and pasting links as I'm trying to talk. Um, so go support these projects. Both sound amazing. Um, we are going to be back next week. Um, again um with uh drew from stonyworks my friend drew he has a new uh, sci-fi anthology coming out so we'll be here right again on thursday night um talking with drew and some of his writers um from that series so i can't wait for that um guys again if you're out there paying attention uh i'm going to put both these um links um in the in the show notes for the podcast also so that podcast listeners know right where to find these projects and can easily 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 access them um both just awesome projects and i i can't wait to see what you, where you guys go next with with both of these things it's amazing yeah. real quick guys, Brett, didn't yeah. you just do what was it immortals or immortalis immortalis yeah yeah it was part of the nightfall um campaign and so that just wrapped up today um and so we are breathing a sigh of relief um i mean it funded well it funded really well but um you know it just kind of drags you know and um it's uh it was it was a fun thing to do. Issue zero is part of the Nightfall campaign and look for more of Immortalis coming down the road um, from Wingless Comics. That's what's up. It, it look I, it just it looks really dope. I'm, I'm obviously with my my uh, Greek mythology love. Yep. I, I like all of that Roman stuff as, as, as well. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see have you guys see more. Um, I'm excited about it, too. Um, and uh, yeah more coming soon from that um guys brandon david thank you so much for being here tonight it's been great getting to know you guys better getting to know your projects better i hope everybody out there again goes checks out these projects and backs them um david thank you for just popping in the dms and being like hey (laughs) this was a great evening yeah definitely appreciate that because that's why i'm here (laughs) yeah yeah everybody out there Everybody out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for all the questions and comments in the comment sections, and we will catch you next week. All right. Peace. Peace. All right, guys, that does it for this week. Hope you enjoyed our conversation. We'll be back next week with another episode and another dope black comic creator. In the meantime, make sure you head on over to Kickstarter and support the Black Spartans Chapter 2 Kickstarters live right now. Some really, really, really dope perks. So go ahead, cop that, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.